Prepare to jump. Roll. Climb. Ground pound. And pull your weight with some serious Kong muscle. And welcome to Laps Game Radio. I'm your host, Ali Cornwall Cornwolf, and I'm joined by almost a full house of fellow co hosts. With me tonight is Andy Piddy. Hello. Mark Hamer. Ahoy, Augustimas. And Kevin Moore. Buongiorno. This is the first episode of what will hopefully be a semi regular series where we're taking a closer look at a particular genre of gaming and cherry picking our favourite highlights from social media. In this episode, we are looking at platformers. There's no solid dictionary description of a platformer, but the most common element of this genre is the jump button. Other acrobatic manoeuvres may factor into the gameplay as well, such as swinging from objects or using grappling hooks, or bouncing from springboards or trampolines. These are the basic mechanics. Games where jumping is automated completely, such as 3D games in the Legend of Zelda series, for instance, fall completely outside of this genre. We're going to start off uh, with our number three of our top three lists. So, Andy Piddy, uh, would you like to go first on your pick? My number three pick is from the Mega Drive era, and it was on the SNES, is Robocop versus Terminator, released in 1994 and based on the comic book. It's somebody started to mash up various IPs, so you had Aliens vs. Predator at this time, that was through a comic book, and with the Dark Horse comics decided to mash up Robocop vs. Terminator. It's loosely based on the comic, and essentially you were Robocop fighting in the present day, and then eventually you go to the future to destroy Skynet. I'm not saying it's the best platformer ever, but it was a bit clunky, but it followed Robocop's movements really well. It was just a lot of action. It was very gory as well. Bodies exploding at the time. I just really, really did enjoy it and still enjoy it today. Yeah, I think I remember playing that one. Mm. Um, I can remember it being really, really hard and I was possibly a little bit too young to play at the time. Yeah. But I remember it being really good fun. Yeah, I mean, it is hard. I played it recently. It is tough, but fun thing when we started to do it in the 90s, just mash up these series and it was just like, all right, so we made a game out of it. Brilliant. Mm. It sounds like a dream combo, Robocop and Terminator in the same game. Yeah. I'd buy that for a dollar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mark, what is your number three? Uh, my number three uh, is Mario Odyssey. Mar- Super Mario Odyssey? Mario Odyssey? I don't know if it's a camera, if it's a Super or not. Mario Odyssey. The latest installment, the latest and greatest installment in the Mario 64, Mario Sunshine, Mario Galaxy style, hub world, exploration style 3D Mario game rather than the start to finish level 3D games like 3D Land and 3D World. It's just a wondrous game from start to finish. Every time you think that Nintendo have reached the pinnacle of what they can do with the platformer, they come out with a new one and say, no. Guys, you haven't seen nothing yet. (laughs) The whole thing with Cappy and being able to control different types of of creature. um, And put the moustache on it. And put the moustache on the hat. (laughs) Of course, that more important (laughs) than the fact, more important than the fact that you can use them to solve ingenious puzzles is the fact that 
uh, a Goomba with a moustache on is hilarious. And a dinosaur, <laughs> even uh, more so. Yeah, the T-Rex, <laughs> giant T-Rex with a tiny little cap and a moustache on. Oh, yeah, I love it. It's a fantastic platformer. Really, really interesting, varied worlds. Again, each one has that classic Nintendo level design of introducing a particular mechanic and then iterating on that mechanic until you've gotten used to it and then turning that mechanic on its head to challenge you. It's just, it is an absolute masterpiece. I still haven't finished it, finished it. I've finished the main story and, yeah. you know, seen the final credits, but the there's still 700 odd moons for me to collect. <laughs> um, I've not even got to the end of it yet. No, uh, you you really need to. It's, it's incredible. Yeah. It's incredible. Mm, I did back out of it because I did see the end credits and I thought, right, after what I've done with 3D World, no. I'm not going down that <laughs> pothole again. No chance. I'll, well, I'll still keep, be playing it in um, six years. They keep adding stuff as well. Like they keep adding yeah. costumes and things. And like recently mm. there was this sort of challenge mode where you go and hide a balloon somewhere in a mm. level. Like you have a certain amount of time to go and place it. And then challengers have the same amount of time to get to it. And people have been using like because there's quite a varied moveset in jumps and triple jumps and backflips and dives and throwing the cap out in front of you and then diving onto that to extend your jump to be able to like get to places that you probably shouldn't be able to get to. But at the same time, the designers were like, people are totally going to get here. Using now those elements to hide these balloons in ingenious ways. So it's, it's become this sort of like score chase. Oh, um, one of my friends has hidden a balloon somewhere crazy. I've got to go and find it and then hide mine somewhere even harder so they can't find it and they just keep on adding new things to it and uh, yeah it's a masterpiece hmm i might have something to say about that <laughs> <laughs> i'll kev, save it what's, <laughs> kev what's your number three my number three is broforce oh what a game oh. yeah I've had this since it was given away with PS Plus a couple of years ago it's simply one of the most ridiculous action platformers I've ever witnessed the carnage and destruction are far beyond 90s stupid, and the chaos is worse than the Walmart on a Black Friday. <laughs> the 16-bit look of it all ties in perfectly with the 80s and 90s icons as playable characters, and the soundtrack absolutely rocks. It's just really good fun. <sighs> I, I could lay waste for weeks <laughs> that. So is this your version of, because I've never played Broforce, is this your version of just cause three, but on a platformer. <laughs> Pretty much so, yeah. yeah. But <laughs> even more explosions, if that's possible. Oh God! Ooh. Okay, in eight bit. I've got the names of the names from eighties action heroes out there. Yeah, yeah. You see, men dying, men coming back alive, and stuff. It's um, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, there's there's all the heroes there, but obviously in disguised form, like mm. Stallone, Chuck Norris, the whole lot, the whole list. Well, no, the as, as they're like specific characters as well, yeah. like. Uh, Bro Giver. And, yes. Yeah. Um, oh, I'm trying to think who else is in it. Um, Blade, uh, Neo, yeah. um, Arnie from. I think there might be multiple Arnies from different films. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it's a problem. Yeah. It's surprising. Stallone has Rambo. Um, yeah, there's loads of them. Mm. Awesome. So, my number three uh, is Earthworm Jim. Probably one of the first platformers i remember playing and possibly one of the hardest ones ever made <laughs> oh yeah 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 and and it was trippy as hell yeah um because there's the bits where you go into is it when you get a bonus level and you go through like the like warp tunnel thing and you've got to fly around and miss the cows and <laughs> all that stuff it's just a completely mental game and it's probably one of my f- 
first games that I remember playing hmm. of any length. But I, to be fair, I never probably got past the first two or three levels because <laughs> um, <laughs> it was really hard. But yeah. I remember, you know, the bits where you had to use your, the worm to grapple the hooks and then whip down a cow to shoot something else up into the sky or whatever it was. Or did you have to whip down a fridge and then the cow went flying up into the air? And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, just completely mental game. Good graphics um, on it as well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah especially yeah. for its age. Yeah. Yeah. And I vaguely remember that they either tried to re-release it or they tried to do a HD version of it. Mm recently I, I never picked it up yeah it was kickstarted wasn't it but i think it failed yeah oh, i've got okay. it on the snes mini um, oh, yeah, yeah. you know because you can still get yeah. a decent version of it um if you yeah. know where to get it from but yeah that's uh, it's fairly short and sweet for me but yeah it's just one of the the first uh memories of playing those those kind of games and uh mm. it's kind of always stuck with me always always good fun and I, I remember watching the cartoons as a kid so yeah yeah you know it's one of them yeah it's like I've not finished Broforce, but I don't think I ever will, but it's just good yeah. fun. Yeah. <laughs> Same boat. I think platformers tend to be like that, don't they? There's a lot of them where there is no end. You know, I mean, surely there is on Earthbeam Jim, and I'm sure there is on Broforce, but and let's face it, we're never going to see the end of Donkey Kong. None of us. Yeah. Unless it's on a film. Oh, what, a Tropical Freeze? No, just Donkey Kong. Oh, oh okay. I was going to say, that, that game's solid. but Oh, yeah, me. that game is ridiculous. Yeah. That's got no chance. <laughs> Andy, get to the random one. Number two. Number two, yeah, Trine. Now, this is came out four or five years ago. It spawned two sequels, but I've played the first two. But out of them all, I think I've played so far, Trine is the best one. It's got the right length. It's an action platformer, but it's got a lot of puzzles in it. You can play it co-op as well. If you play it by yourself, you sort of have to swap between characters. So you take control of three different possible characters, and two are always on screen. So it's either going to be the wizard, or a fighter, or a thief. And mm. you just basically explore this world side, up, side on, using the various powers, so the fighter fights enemies. The wizard can move things about, and the thief... He's really good with archery skills and basically swinging around. But I played it with my brother and just had a l- lot of fun. It's exact right length. The graphics are absolutely stunning. They do get even better on um, the second one. But this first game just blew me away. Didn't that come through on PS Plus a few months ago? Um, I think it was on PS Plus and I think that's how I got it and then played it and then mm. got the second one. And the third one, I think, changed to a 3D viewpoint. And yeah. they haven't released one since. But the first one, I think, just blew people away. Just the amount of the right amount of um, combat, the right amount of puzzles, the right amount. Of, and play it with someone else. You know what, what you tend to find with a lot of co-op games or co-op platformers. It's always a bit like you know, just shoot, shoot, shoot. Well, this one you have to think about things, and it just can get a bit frustrating when you're dropping stuff all the time. And you're having to go at each other, but overall, it is a lot of fun. Awesome, Mark. See, what's your number two? My number two is Donkey Kong Country. It bears a relation to my number one, as we will see it uh, later on in the show. Donkey Kong Country is... It holds a special place for me because it is one of the two games that I played the most when I was a kid. Me and my childhood friend Stuart, who lived down the street, we both absolutely loved this game, despite the fact that it is pretty hard. Still to this day, like I got a SNES Mini 
uh, Christmas and, uh, oh, sorry, SNES Classic at mm. Christmas, uh, and I've been playing through it again, and I've been having to use the save states because that uh, game is... <laughs> It's not too hard. It, like it, it is. It is like the perfect difficulty. I think it's not. It's not easy. It's not brutally hard. It's just a really good challenge. Donkey Kong Country at the time kind of like blew my mind with what could be done in terms of not just sound design and music, but with graphics as well. If you look at screenshots or, or footage of it alongside some of the other platformers that were out at the time, it looks like a game that came out you know, on the next generation of consoles yeah. after that. Yeah. Um, it's something that that Rare managed to do quite a lot around those times was just make games look absolutely stunning. Yeah, it's so many memorable levels. Uh, it was where I developed an irrational fear of minecarts. Um, <laughs> and a an absolutely killer soundtrack that I still love to this day. Wicked. Um, yeah, I, I remember playing that one as well. I think when it first came out, and yeah, brutal. Donkey Kong games are always quite brutal, I find. Yeah, yes. The Mario ones seem to be, I won't say easy at all, but they they just seem to be a bit more tolerable or user-friendly, yeah. I guess. I don't know. But the, the Donkey Kong ones seem just punishing. Tropical Freeze, I can only play it for half an hour at a time until I want to smash my Switch. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Donkey Kong games, forget it. You, you're going to end up needing new controllers at some point. Yeah. Hmm. Kev, what is your number two? Right. Now, this is where it gets interesting. My number two is Super Mario 3D World. Ooh. Now, Odyssey is an amazing achievement. I'm not taking that away, but leaving the Mushroom Kingdom was a step too weird for me. 3D World is as close to perfect as a Mario game can get, and it's beautiful on the Wii U, which is a console you can pick up for next to nothing now, and the games you get are pure solid gold. But like Mark's already said, the level design is there. There is a hub world to a certain extent. Once you've actually gone through everything, you can just go wherever you want. You don't have to follow a plot. But once you get to see the final credits and get to the top where you're in space, that's when the game becomes something else. It becomes the most brutal platform you'll ever play. And it's just so perfectly realized in 3D as well. It's a strange one because like, I don't like platformers, but because this is so so against the 2D format that I'm used to with platformers, you know, it didn't feel like it too much. And uh, it just it was able to pull me in quite nicely. It's a perfect pacing. There's no real difficulty curve until you've actually finished the game. That's when it just becomes a stinker. The Mario games seem to be one of the, the consistent ones and the one that's gone through a lot of generations, along with Donkey Kong as well. I don't think he's missed one, has he? No, I don't think so. Every Nintendo console's had a Mario platform, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I'm not. I, th- I think to an extent, a, a bar some of your, your indie games and some that you know do come through, Nintendo seems to be the place to go if you want a, a decent platform. Mm. I mean, there are some on you know Xbox and Steam and stuff like yeah. that, but it just seems to be the one that's got the, the quality as well. Yeah. It's strange as well because Nintendo have stuck with platformers even though during the 90s they took a real dive, didn't they? You know, um, if you like, during the early 80s, that was the massive boom for them, wasn't it? It started with Donkey mm. Kong and, you know, it, it really exploded. But that's because the technology wasn't there for much else. You know, the 2D platformer was a great genre to really embrace. Yeah. And, um, of course, then once we started going 3D and once computers could actually handle a bit more processing power, you, you sort of opened up to all sorts of different genres. And then, of course, the platformer seems to take a dive until kind of 
just past the 2000 mark, you know, and then it's really picked up again. Um, I would, I would argue otherwise. I mean, uh, mid to late nineties, you've got like Mario 64, you've got, um, that's what I'm saying. They've stuck with it. Nintendo. Uh, no, but with then it. you've also got Crash Bandicoot. You've got Spyro Dragon. Yeah, you've Gex, got uh, Banjo Kazooie again. That I guess that was Nintendo as well. That was um, the late nineties as well. Conkers. Like, was Conker just Nintendo as well? Because that was rare. Conkers was. Um, was that original Xbox? Okay. That was N sixty four. First of all, oh, yeah, wait. it started well. To be honest, I, I well, you could argue we might be going off on a tangent here, but you could argue. That the 3D platformer lived on in Tomb Raider and Soul Reaver and games like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you're kind of stretching yeah. the point, though, there. you know. I'd- well, like Nintendo came along and made Mario yeah. 64, and the edgy 90s PlayStation was like, come on, that's for kids. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and so they made their own version <laughs> with yeah. guns and dinosaurs. Yeah, I remember the, but PlayStation had Pandemonium 1 and 2, a Gex 3D, but there were loads of games that around that time. I mean, I've got some facts and figures if you want. During the 80s, the platformer accounted for 15% of all games. By the mid 90s, it was down to 3% of all games. All right. I just thought I'd throw that in. (laughs) The thing is, is it can be a bit, is it a platformer? Is it not a platformer? It gets a bit wishy washy, doesn't it? Yeah, Um, it can get nebulous. I think because of how how it's evolved as well. Yeah. You know, like Tomb Raider, it's probably started off as a platformer, but is the latest one still classed as a platformer? No, no, is it more of an action cool RPG action game, kind it? of? No, it's, it's a, yeah. it's a pff, Metroidvania Mess. kind of. <laughs> yeah. Days. I mean, yeah. some classification was put um, Uncharted into a platforming. <laughs> That's what I read. Mm. You know, I was doing some research yeah. into it all. So it's difficult. Hmm. Uh, then you get into the, like, mm. is anything with a jump and yeah. some sort of climbing yeah, uh, FIFA. There you go. Yeah. So like the, the latest uh, Assassin's Creed, you know, the Russia and China, they're kind of it. Oh, yeah, they, they kind of are. Yeah, I, yeah. I would class those as like um, sort of side-scrolling action platformer, kind of like, yeah. do you remember um, those XBLA games? There was Shank and mm, there was yep. Mark of the Ninja. And they were both made by the same studio. Uh, and games like Stealth Inc. or Stealth mm-hmm. Bastard, depending yeah. on what region you're in. They're platformers, but they're sort of like action platformers. Yeah. Or, I suppose yeah. Assassin's Creed is probably a platformer. Um, not, you think about the, it. Yeah. Not the 3D ones, I'd say probably not. No, before. they're more action, I mean, but like the you don't need China. The 3D that they did. The one set in China. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. What are they called? Uh, Assassin's Creed Chronicles? Yeah. Chronicles. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Th- those yeah. are like side-scrolling action platformers, basically. So you've still got the platform mechanic in it. You know, you've got the free running and stuff, which is when, yeah. when we were talking Ooh. earlier. You know, um, you were talking about Mirror's Edge, Mark. Yes. And yeah. um, obviously that is pure and simple. That is a platformer. Yeah. You know, it, it's taken from the, the a different perspective, but yeah, the jump mechanics there, you have to actually use parkour in a similar way to what you did in Assassin's Creed 1 and 2. I don't think I ever played 3, so I'm not exactly sure where it went from there. But certainly the early Assassin's Creed, you had to, go on rooftops and stuff and go up uh, to towers and stuff to deliver things, you know, to actually progress your plot. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that is a platformer. Mm. Yeah. Unfortunately, with any gaming genre, the, the lines start to blur Yeah, a little bit. You know, they go, oh, we'll have a bit of this, we'll have a bit of that. and That's because we've got the technology as well now. Yeah. You know, we can actually play about with it a bit more, you know, and yeah. the developers are becoming a bit more 
savvy, if you like, and going, well, you know, we could actually use this mechanic from here and, you know, that would work. So yeah. Yeah. it's good because it's actually making platformers a bit more interesting as well. You know, you, suddenly you've got this leap where you're not even sure whether it is a platformer. It's become more of a stealth platformer, which we'll I get on to, I suppose. got to say, I think that um, as a genre, the definition of a platformer, like once upon a time, it's quite clear what it was. It was Mario, it was Donkey Kong, it was Sonic Keen, Sonic, um, yeah. the old, even, like, yeah, even actually ones. ones like the old, mm. like um, Duke Nukem, pre-3D Duke Nukem yeah. and things like yeah. that. Even maybe games like Flashback. Uh, and another yeah. world. Yeah, I'd say, I'd say that it's kind of set, but it's bec- over the years has become kind of nebulous to the point where you've got some really out there games that. What well, I, I mean, <laughs> even back in the night, like Vib Ribbon. Do you remember Vib Ribbon? Yeah. Mm, no. sort of like it was <laughs> yeah. a game on PlayStation One. Like you would load the game up and then take the disc out and put in a CD of your choice. Oh, and it would like oh, form yes. like the levels around the music, and you were sort of like navigating the obstacles based on the sound shape of the music you're listening to. Yeah. Um, putting Aphex Twin in and playing that was always good fun. Um, <laughs> but then, like, really sort of, like, out there ones recently, like Sound Shapes and Loco Roco. That's a few, few years older, I guess. Um, yeah, Thomas Was Alone. And, uh, yeah, is it Patapon? Um, yeah, yeah Patapon. Yeah. Yeah, Thomas Was Alone, yeah. Katamari Games, I, you could argue that they're platformers. Hmm. You can jump. Yeah, and you it's need not to jump up though, on. It? It's not a well. It, it sometimes it is because you need to jump up onto. I suppose platforms I suppose to the platform get. Is you've got to be able to get onto a platform. Yeah, to be able to pick up the bits to grow bigger, to be able to jump yeah. up onto the higher platforms. Yeah. Mm. What about yeah. stuff like Ori and the Blind Forest and stuff like yeah, that? Yeah, Ori and the Blind Forest. That, that that's very much in what I would call like the. I don't have a name for it. I don't know why I went like a new age platform. <laughs> like the, uh, no, uh, Ori and the Blind Forest, I think, owes quite a lot to games like Castlevania and Metroid mm. um, and kind of similar in a way to modern takes, not like Guacamelee, where it's like uh, absolutely a hard as nails platformer, but with like some action elements thrown in as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, in that, when you're talking about Guacamelee, I was thinking about the Beautiful Joe series. I've got mm. both of those on the GameCube, and they're insane combat games, but I would never have thought of them as a platform game at all. But yeah, the mechanics are still there. Yeah. Mm. So uh, moving on after that little bit of a, a tangent, <laughs> uh, my number two um, is probably the newest game that we've got on the list uh, is Rage Justice. Oh, Yes. Um, so I've been keeping a close eye on this since about three or four years ago when I met the guys um, at Eurogamer making games and I've been playing it. It was released last week and it's great. It's basically Streets of Rage, but enhanced with a few differences as well. So you actually arrest people. You're more of a cop as opposed to someone just going around you know, beating the crap out of people. <laughs> um which you still do, to be fair. You still, you know, but the, you, you kind of stun them and then you can arrest them and, and different things. And they've added extra bits because you can get in forklift trucks and run people over and pick up more things. And it's basically Streets of Rage with enhanced graphics and slightly different mechanics. It's just really, really good fun. The guys don't live that far away from me. Probably more my way than Mark's way, but they're somewhere like halfway between us in Ashby. Ashby de la uh, Yeah. Oh, that's not far from yeah, me yeah. at all. 
Yeah. And yeah, it's just a, a really good game that has been done by a team of three people, I think it is. Probably two. Yeah, just more Streets of Rage, but new and improved. Uh, it's just good fun, multiplayer. You can play it, as far as I'm aware, over internets. <laughs> multiplayer. Uh, but you can do Catch Corp as well. Um, and the, the guys have really landed on their feet because I originally saw them and they were very independent. Then they got picked up by Xbox ID and then suddenly uh, received an email from or just chatting on, on Twitter and they were picked up by Team 17. Yeah. Which, you know, is a massive win for them. Yeah. And they're on every current gen platform, Xbox One, PS4, Switch and PC. So... Well, last year, yeah. last year at EGX, they won um, Game of the show didn't they yeah yeah or at least indie game of the show or something like that yeah that um, was great. With the beer mats and whatnot but yeah and it's great that they converted a, a cabinet uh, an actual like arcade cabinet to play <laughs> yeah. it on as well but yeah just recommend it if, if anybody's a fan of streets of rage it's not a complete rip-off but it will give you that nostalgia but with a slightly different game so you're not just going to breeze through it um yeah hmm. it's good see i never thought of that as a platformer yeah i thought it was a yeah, platformer streets of rage, is there? no streets of rage isn't it? it's a beat-em-up side scrolling yeah. I thought it was classed as a platformer. Uh, yeah, I, I would say you could class it as a platformer, the same as you could class Contra as a platformer. Right, it's two versus two. Let's move back to that. See, I see Contra as a platformer, but I see Streets of Age Golden Axe as a side scrolling beat em up. But you have to jump on platforms. On Streets of Rage. I'm having it anyway. It's a platformer. <laughs> I'm the host. <laughs> yeah, if it's it taking it off Wiki, you can change it yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just at the uh, almost the halfway point, probably just slightly over. So, uh, Andy Piddy, what is your honourable mentions? My honourable mentions were Jetpack from the original Specky. I know we've done by Rare, one of their first games. It's one of probably the first video game I ever played on my friend Spectrum. Wow. <laughs> that was that. And then there's a remastered or remake on the Xbox one. And the second one is Castle of Illusion on the Mega Drive. Featuring Mickey Mouse and just one of those games, easy to complete but just stunning to look at and very good platform mechanics. Nice, Mark. Your honourable mentions. My honourable mentions. I've got quite a few that I would like to throw on here. Some of them are probably arguable, difficult, ugly, difficult to class as a platformer. But the two I'm going to go for are um, Sound Shapes which is it's a brilliant little platformer that con- that combines like rhythm action with platforming mm-hmm. and the way that it's there's various different artists involved Beck, Dead Mouse and a few other people involved in who would like build make songs but out of like specific layers and then the layers are used so as you're going through the level and you collect the collectibles as you do that you unlock more of the song and so you'll start off and it'll just be the drums and then as you collect more of the collectibles, the bass will come in and then the keyboards and other bits. And so as you go through the level, more and more layers of the song come in. And some of the songs are fantastic and the level design is great. And the artwork, the art direction is lovely. It's just a really, really good game. And, you know, you can pick it up for pittance these days. And it's out on pretty much everything. It was free on PS Plus again. The yes. um, year before last. Yeah. yeah. That's how I've got it. And yeah, yeah you're right. The art style always, always sort of harks back to... Um, Thomas was alone. Yeah. You no, know, the very simplistic tones, you yeah. know, and just really easy to look at. But yeah, great sounds as well. 
it's split into albums rather than worlds, and each album is mm. a different artist. And one of the songs on the Beck album on there is is one of actually one of my favorite Beck songs ever. It was written specifically for this game, and it's amazing. I love it. Oh, okay. And the only other one I want to talk about was uh, Rayman Origins, which oh, God, kind yeah. of um, I know <laughs> yep, it's on my list as well. <laughs> I know some of you, some of you guys have tried it out, and I know you didn't you try it once, Kevin? Didn't really get on with it too much. And mm. um, Ooh, certainly, I didn't get on with it. Awesome on the Switch. Uh, it it does kind of lean slightly more towards the. Super Meat Boy and Celeste end of difficulty, maybe. It's not it's not the easiest yeah. platformer. Um, but I just dig everything about it. It is like a quintessentially French video game. Yeah. Um, yeah. The yeah. humor is very French, like the rhythmic music-based humor. The the um again, the soundtrack is is fantastic. The level design's amazing. I love the like um like there's a whole series of um, levels set in like a, a food world, and outside it's like you're running around in like ice cubes, and it's quite chill. And then when you go inside, it's all furnaces, and there's like this really upbeat Mexican um, music <laughs> playing, and there's chili peppers all over the place. And oh, it's 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 a great little game. Rayman Origins, sorry, Rayman Legends, uh, the follow-up was like a bigger, arguably more complete package. But I, yeah. I don't. It's in adding lots and lots and lots of stuff, it kind of lost a little bit of the charm. I think that that Rayman Origins had. They're both fantastic games, but if I had to pick one, it would be Origins. Well, Legends got bigger last year, didn't it? When it came out on the Switch. Yeah. Um, when I picked yeah. it up, it's got more content again. Yeah. And um, yeah. And it uses the touchscreen, which is good. Well, the original release of that was a Wii U exclusive. Yeah. And then it was ported oh, okay. to other platforms. But yeah, it was the first one of the Ubisoft games to use that UbiArt engine where everything's mm. drawn in 2D. They used it for that First World War game that I can't, Valiant Hearts, and they used it for um, Child of Light as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I don't think they've used it on anything since then, which is a shame. But yeah, it's, it's like this beautiful hand-drawn world. Um, it does look gorgeous. Yeah, it is. It's, it's a stunning game. And if, you, if you've ever like watched french comedy films and really dug the sense of humor then you'll like rayman origins you're right mark i didn't get on with it at all on ps3 mm. and um, 360 but once it came out on the switch last year i suddenly found oh right now i can actually play this yeah which is strange because you know it, it shouldn't make that much of a difference but for some reason it does it, it just seems to work better on the switch than it ever has on anything mm. else and I think I've got yeah. further on it on that than I have on any, any of the other platforms at all. Kev, have you got any honourables? Yes. Now, it's yeah. a bit of a wild one, and it's one that I would like to uh, get reissued, but I doubt it because most of them are going to be dead soon. Um, it's the uh, Monty Python's Flying Circus game, Whoa. which was out on Atari, and um, I think it was out on the Commodore as well. And Spectrum sure. as well. It was, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That looked incredible. I mean, this is going back, oh, good grief, well over 30 years, and um, it looked amazing. It was all Terry Gilliam's animations done as a platform game that was virtually impossible to play. And I'm sure they were actually just taking the mickey out of you by making the platforms just so impossible. I'm sure there was probably only two levels to it, but nobody ever got to see the end of it anyway, so it didn't really matter. 
it was one big wacky joke on their part. But yeah, it would be great to see that get re-released on something, but I've still got it on my Atari anyway, so. So for me, obviously I've already mentioned Rayman Origins with, with Mark. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I've got that on several platforms now. They, they either give it away for free mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and then it came out on the Switch. I uh, played the demo for a bit and then I brought it just because it seems to work really, really well on the Switch and it looks awesome mm. as well on that little screen and another big screen when you connect it to that. Yeah. Um, and then the other one, um, it's going to be really random, is the Lion King game. Oh, Jesus. No, no. What's wrong it, it, with you? <laughs> it's it, Yeah, but so it's like one of those games that you, you kind of got with your whatever it was, Mega Drive back in the day. And it's the hardest game you've ever played, but it was so good. It's impossible. It's it ridiculous. Impossible. <laughs> I was tempted to yeah. buy it because Ubisoft or whoever it was, was it? No, sorry, uh, GOG recently put it up on, on their platform so you could buy that and Aladdin. Oh, and the Aladdin and game Book. was hard as nails as well. Yeah, but Aladdin yeah, was and great. Jungle Book. There was like a series of them, yeah. wasn't there? And they were so hard, but that's what platformers are. That's what I see them as. Yeah. They're, they're punishing games. Mm. There are some series where you go to it and you're like, yeah, what, you know, what's, what's happening or just so, so hard. But I've always found that with platformers, even Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze, I knew what I was going to get and it's just stupidly hard. And I've just got fond memories of it, probably crying and (laughs) (laughs) into a controller. (laughs) But yeah, it's, it's just great. And, you know, as you advance from Simba as a little one going up and stuff. Yeah, just really good. I don't think that's going to get a HD remaster anytime soon. No. <laughs> it's a stunning looking game, though. It's a stunning looking game. Those Disney games yeah. are really Oh, yeah. 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 Well, that's a bizarre thing. It's Disney, so surely it should be aimed at kids, and yet they make the most fiendish Ooh. game ever known to man. You know, it's, <laughs> it makes no sense. <laughs> that's when we had loads of time to play them. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe that's why they just made these games so hard. You know, they just wanted to put kids off playing video games and buying their videos instead. <laughs> Do you know what? There were probably some, I don't know, eight, nine-year-old now that you'd go, oh, play this. When I played it as a lad, it was solid. And they'd just go, what are you talking about? Oh, my God, I've never seen this. (laughs) (laughs) And turn it off so they can't complete it before you. (laughs) How did you do that in three minutes? (laughs) It was a completion in probably an hour's game game length time. I guess that's the thing from our childhood, playing these impossible games that we never got to the end to. Probably is there an end or what? It's probably only like, like you say, an hour's worth of content. It took us, you know, 16 hours to get past one bit and then there's no save. (laughs) Yeah, no. I would say Dark Souls is hard. Before we go into our number ones and our top platforming games, we've just got some feedback. Mr. Nick at Haunted Crime on Twitter, his top three, uh, I'm guessing in no particular order, he hasn't numbered these. Jet Set Willy, Sonic the Hedgehog, which is the wrong answer to any question to which that is the answer. (laughs) Um, And maybe controversial Inside. I'd say Inside's a platformer. Yeah. 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 Look, if he's having Streets of Rage, we can have Inside. (laughs) Yeah. um, Inside is brilliant. It's dark. It's seriously messed up at the end. But yeah, I'd say that's a, a platformer. Yeah, yeah. It's similar to Limbo, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Which had class as a platform as well. It's a good pick, those three. Except uh, yeah. maybe you should have ruined it with the middle one, though. <laughs> Alex Russell, who's at Abattoir Noises on Twitter. Donkey Kong Country, Super Mario World, and I've just seen it listed on Google as a platformer, so bugger it, Portal 2. 
Ooh. Yeah, right. yeah. I've got problems with that. Um, do you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You do jump around a lot. Yeah. Uh, if we're classing um, Mirror's Edge, then yeah. Portal's definitely Ooh. in there. Well, yeah, yeah I suppose. Portal is, is those two games are incredible. Right, if you're just going to gang up on me, then yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll let him off. So, H at Welsh Breno says Rick Dangerous. Yeah, that was a good one. Um, Indiana Jones, like. Great Guiana Sisters, which have been released on the. I think it just come out last year, but it got banned, didn't it, by Nintendo? I think it did. Wow. And Prince of Persia. No, yeah, that was punishing. Yeah, that was hard. I think. Really yeah. yeah. Next up, we've got Lee Scobble at Pork Chop XS, who says Journey, Celeste, and Super Mario World. Mario's getting a lot of love. It is. Yeah. Journey, um, yeah, go on. Celeste is, uh, yeah, it, it, it is. Uh, have any of you guys played it at all? No, no, no. no. I've never heard of it. No. Have you not? Mm. Oh, okay. Have any of you guys played Super Meat? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's basically the next step, the next evolutionary step from Super Meat Boy. Why? Uh, where it's sort of like... Why would you do that? Instead Ooh. of like isolated levels. But you know, it, it's 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 hard as balls, yeah. but there's more, there's like exploration and collectibles and things like that. And it's just, it's really, really good. It just makes it even worse. Surely. Oh, no. Why would you do that to yourself? That's, that's, that's got to be worse. It's almost like a, it's like a bit yeah, of a challenge. Yeah, it's like self-flagellation, surely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I'm into that oh, as well. <laughs> yeah, our next one is from LGR alumni Ryan Heyman at Insert Coins. Uh, and he says, oh, his picks are Banjo-Kazooie, Outstanding Game, Super Mario Galaxy 2, Outstanding Game, and Psychonauts, which I've never played. Yeah, no, no, no I've I have. I'd completely forgotten about it. It's... It's wacky. People one. have been telling me for years how good yeah. it is, and yeah, I'd never played it. So, sorry, Ryan, I'll, I'll get that one played. <laughs> <laughs> Must catch up. Next one up is the most famous man on the internet, multi platform man. That's <laughs> Colm Sheridan at Solemn67 from Last Save Loaded. He's come in and said, okay, let's try this again, because Eve couldn't actually figure out what platformer was. <laughs> listed his favourite platforms. He did list his favourite yeah. platforms, yeah. It was a monumental f***-up. Yeah. Uh, As you'd Colum. expect from Colum, Colum, he just got the wrong end of the stick completely. But never mind. Okay, <laughs> let's try this again. have the right stick. <laughs> Mario Galaxy 1, Mario 3D World. Well done, Colum. At least you're getting the right end. And then Mario Odyssey. There's a lot of uh, Mario thing going on there. But he says, did I do good? And uh, yeah, I reckon he's done yeah, good. Yeah, we'll lay off with that one. Yeah. Not the special edition, uh, not special pod. We've got Sonic 2, Yoshi's Island, and Castle of Illusion. Ah, I love oh, the Castle of Illusion. Oh, Next up is Invig Schneedl. I do apologise if I've butchered your name. Uh, he said, Jazz Jack Rabbit, which I've never heard of. Hocus Pocus, didn't realise it was a game. And Earthworm Jim, which gets a thumbs up from me. Yep, good shout. Nice selection of games, eh? That's yeah. right across all platforms, as far as I'm aware. Yeah. Thank you, everyone, for your feedback on this one. Uh, it's not too late. If you do want to send us a tweet, and we'll read them out on the, the next episode that we do with the next genre that we pick, uh, we'll read some of those out. And then, obviously, the ones that we pick for the next one, we'll look out for our tweets. Join in. Let us know what your favourite ones are. Mr. Zircon is here to kill. Without further ado, Mark, what is your number one? My number one is the only correct answer to the question, what is the greatest platform ever made? No, yeah, what is 
possibly the greatest game ever made. <laughs> Super Mario World. You're on on the on the SNES. <laughs> You're on. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, this one's again. It, it's very personal to to me. It's just it was the it was it was the game that I was playing in a very particular time in my life during you know um formative years of my childhood me and my best mate at the time again same with donkey kong country we played the shit out of this game from start to finish over and over again finding all the secret passageways to to skip levels <sighs> yeah it's it's fantastic it is i still think to this day no 2D platformer has ever surpassed it. It is perfect in every way. And I will fight anyone who disagrees with me. <laughs> it's going to get messy. <laughs> well, we all did. Let's just start our number ones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so there. Andy, your number one, please, sir. Yes, I am. Disagree with Mark. And I will. <laughs> fight, fight, uh, fight. <laughs> uh, I will defend to the death your constitutional right to be fundamentally wrong. <laughs> Thank you very much. Right, it is Ratchet and Clank Tools of Destruction. And this was the first Ratchet and Clank on the PS3. It was a Sony exclusive, exclusive by Insomniac Games. And I remember when this first came out and graphics on it was just like um, something like that of Pixar. Yeah. Before that, we'd, we'd had some... We'd have Resistance, we'd have a bit of Killzone, we'd have Games of War, all these types of games. And this came out, and it just had the colour, and it was just, it was like an animation. Mm. Absolutely brilliant. The humour in it, between the two protagonists of Ratchet and Clank, the amount of puzzles you had to do, the fighting you had to do, the storyline, the supporting characters were absolutely amazing. The weapons, you know, the disco ball... <laughs> Mr. Zircon, all, everything, oh, Mr. Mr. Zircon, <laughs> everything about this game, what we'd learned about Ratchet and Clank from the PS2 era, came together in this first one of the, um, what they call the Future Trilogy. Yeah. I, I, played, I played all the Ratchet and Clank spot from Remake, so I, I have to say this one, I've enjoyed the most. I've enjoyed them all, but this one, just a special place when it just came out, just that gobsmackingly gorgeous. Oh, just a lot of fun and a lot of laughs. Mm. Well, Wicked. I can join in with him there because, unlike Andy, I can't decide what's my favourite <laughs> Insomniac's lovable Lombax. <laughs> uh, but I've played a majority of the dozen or so games myself as well. And yeah, you're right, Andy. The future trilogy is a definite highlight. But there's, to me, there's no clear winner. But mm. for me, my number one platformer game is Ratchet and Clank. But just any one of them would do because... Like you said, there's the humour there, the the colour, my word. It's like taking the shades off, isn't it, when you first watch that? Um, back on the PS3 games, like you said, because everything else but was like grey and brown, wasn't it? Yeah. Like, yeah, it all looks really nicely rendered. Yeah. It's something that uh, in... Uh, well, well, we'll ignore the Resistance games for a moment. <laughs> it's like inherent to Insomniac's games. They've always been mad for like yeah. bright, colourful yeah. games. Like you look at like... Um, Sunset Overdrive. Just Radio? Uh, Sunset Overdrive, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's just like... Uh, yeah, because even now, like the, the games are predominantly brown and grey. Hmm. Years of more brown, and more brown. <laughs> yeah, that's a colour. Uh, and it's just like Ratchet and Clank is just so bright and colourful and and fun. Gorgeous and animation too. 
Yeah. Mr. Zircon is the greatest weapon <laughs> in any video game. Yeah. Are you going to fight everyone to, fu- to prove that as well? <laughs> no, no, I just leave, mis- leave it to leave Mr. Zircon. Do it, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's a series that tricked me into playing platformers, really, because... I thought of them as 3D action puzzle games. Mm. I never really thought of them as a platformer at all. Um, when I think of a platformer, I always thought of Donkey Kong or Pickaxe Pete. You know, they were the first to this day that spring to my mind. Um, yeah. I'm just, I'm not really a big fan, but I think it's just because I find the whole genre quite frustrating, you know, because they are yeah. so yeah. fiendish, most of them. And it just ends up costing me a bomb in controllers. So I just try <laughs> yeah. to steer clear. <laughs> so my, uh, my final one, um, is Abe's Odyssey, uh, which was uh, released quite a while ago. And we've had a few uh, remakes and the new and tasty recently. And I, I just I just love it. Uh, originally out in 1997. And I remember playing it on my PlayStation 1 and my dad loving it to the point that we used to just sit and go through it together when I was quite young back in the day when this was released. <laughs> uh, and then kind of, I think, I'm not sure if I got my dad into gaming from this. Uh, so then he went and kind of, encouraged me or just brought me the other games so he could play them um so abe's exodus and then much odyssey and and things like that just really great games but with quite a lot of humor in it as well kind of potty humor a little bit with the the special commands where you could say hello to someone and follow me and get them to open doors for you and randomly fart and stuff make people laugh and just really really charming great little gaming series and it's great that Check out the the last show to this one. Yeah, uh, that they're they're doing a new one, uh, a completely new one in the series. So it's great. I've always been a fan of them. Um, I just think it's just such a cool little character, and I guess a, a, quite a serious undertone as well with the whole slavery side of things and and whatnot. No, oh, God, um, yeah, no, don't me that. Yeah, <laughs> that's what they are, aren't they? They're yeah, like slaves. Well, yeah, and he's escaped and trying to free his pals. Granted, sometimes when you play in the game, they're freeing them does kind of go a bit south <laughs> going to a meat grinder or something but it's one of those games that you get a remake for and i actually still like it some of them you get a remake for or they re-release it and you think yeah i, I need to keep that nostalgia like goldeneye mm. i don't think i could ever play goldeneye ever again because i've got such good nostalgia for it i've tried to play it again and it's like oh, it's <laughs> for me. yeah still a great game but yeah and ali's dad went on to become Peter Molyneux. (laughs) (laughs) It does look a bit like him, actually. It's a different story. (laughs) Have you been killed by Mr. Zircon yet? So, gentlemen, one final question for you all. What is the one game in your list, and including your honourable mentions, would you recommend for a lapsed gamer? Number one, Ratchet and Clank. Easy to pick up. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it is easy to pick up. The controls are really easy. It's colourful, bright. And the puzzles are too taxing. And it's just a joy to play. And you can get the latest one on the PS4. Pretty yeah. cheap as well. Yeah. It didn't release expensive. Mm. I think it was 30 quid, wasn't it? Yeah, it was free last month. <laughs> oh, yeah. well, there you go. PS- <laughs> PSN, there you go. You yeah. Mark. Have you got a, a lapsed gamer recommendation from your list? Yes, uh, I would. Actually, I, I would recommend Mario Odyssey to a lapsed gamer just because there is mm. less um, Donkey Kong Country and Super Mario World, Rayman Origins. The, those games can all be very difficult. Now, 
Super Mario Odyssey can be as well if you want to go off and hunt for particular hidden moons, but it's getting from the beginning to the end is not that hard, really. It can't be. I've done it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And yeah, it's just a wonderful, wonderful game that I think everybody should experience. Wicked. Kev, what about yourself? I think I'd probably side with Andy as well. For me, Ratchet and Clank, you can just pick them up on any platform, basically, as long as it's Sony. Um, They've been around since the Sony PlayStation 2, so you can get them all over the place. And like he's already said, it's a blast in the arm, Um, just really nice and easy to get into. And there's plenty there to just keep going back to as well. The well doesn't dry out for a very long time. You've got challenge modes and stuff once you've actually done your main plot. So... They've all got good mileage and you can get a lot of value for money out of it. I'm torn between Rayman Origins and Abe's Odyssey. I think everyone should play Abe's game at some point. Yeah. And uh, do you know what? I'm going to go with that. Rayman Origins, I think, could be a a good backup, but it does depend on your style of play and what you play it on. I think, like with yourself, Kev, Mm. um, it can vary, I guess, whatever clicks with you. Uh, Whereas Abe's is the update that they've done. For the new and tasty, it looks really, really good. They've kind of built it again from they the ground up. They never looked bad, did they? Let's face it. Well, no, it no. didn't. No, no. But it's just just a great traditional platformer that you can still play on your your Xbox One, PS4, PC. It's on on everything. Yeah, and a good introduction because especially with them doing a new one, they said they're going to try and keep to the um, the origins of of how it was and how the game played. So I think it would be a good introduction to go into new and tasty. Um, and then kind of go into the new one when that's released later this year or next year. Hopefully we might see something at E3. Fingers crossed. Mm. Yeah. By my calculation, Ratchet and Clank is better than Mario. I can't take the LGR team. There you go. <laughs> Stamped. <laughs> that's another fight, that is. <laughs> I'm just looking at the list and we're seeing it. According to the list, we'll give them points. Ratchet and Clank beats Mario. There you go. To quote Superhands... People like Coldplay and voted for the Nazis, so can't trust people. (laughs) (laughs) So I think that about does it for this episode. I would like to thank everyone to (laughs) I'd just like to thank everyone for listening and joining in. All the feedback we've had has been great. We're hoping to make these, like I say, a semi-regular feature. We will announce the next one that we uh, all agree on at some point on Twitter. When we, uh, like I said, when we've agreed on the next genre that we're going to go for. And we're hoping to tackle as many genres as we can in these episodes. So there'll be something for everyone. And hopefully, we might educate you on different games that are out there, hopefully, and give you something that you can play. So thank you very much for joining me, gentlemen. See you all soon. So long. Bye bye. Ta Practice surname Ingvid. 
In Vic Snader. Do you want do you want Matt to do this for? No, no, no. no I, I just apologize. Just pronounce it like <laughs> <Yeah, don't, laughs> What's that, Andy? No, don't. Don't let him do it. <laughs> <laughs>